Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Sons of Saturday. It is, what time is it? It's about 1230 on Monday. Hope everyone had a fantastic 4th of July weekend, uh, whether it was guzzling down hot dogs and corn on the cob, watermelon, some Bud Lights. Uh, you know, maybe you spent some time on the water, enjoyed the fireworks, but we had a uh, we had a good weekend, and Hokie Nation had a good weekend too. But before we get into that, Billy Ray, well, I guess I'll introduce myself. My name is Pat Finn. We got Billy Ray here. I'm in Charlotte. Billy is in New Jersey after a weekend in Belmar. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sons of Saturday. It's brought to you by the Main Street Pharmacy. Pharmacies. Everyone needs a pharmacy. Everyone needs a local pharmacist who's going to take care of them, right? Not, you know, not the big corporate entities that, you know, just don't play by the rules. No, I, that's that's me making things up. But I know Jeremy at the Main Street Pharmacy, I know he is my guy when it comes to pharmacists. When it comes to pharmacies, the Main Street Pharmacy is the best pharmacy in all of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Jeremy will take care of you. He will treat you like a neighbor, not a number. He will greet you with a smile. He believes uh, in Virginia Tech and has the best intentions for Tech, Blacksburg, the New River Valley community. So head on down there. You know, did you see uh, did you see that it was Jeremy's birthday Um, last week? It was Jeremy's birthday, apparently. And um, I saw Paul Van Wagener brought him a uh, brought him a custom cake with a Matt Ryan jersey um, on the cake. Uh, and there was a video on Twitter, um, stabbed him a few times with a fork, uh, started eating with his hands, pretty pretty out of control, but just that, that gives you an idea of how much this guy just loves Virginia Tech. So um, shout out to our guy, Jeremy, another year older, another year wiser, um, and another year in Blacksburg. Uh, dude, tell me about your fourth. What did you do? I, I did pretty much nothing, actually. It was, it was very low-key. Um, we had some friends in town for the – excuse me. We went to the Knights game, uh-huh. Knights game, Charlotte Knights on Thursday. That was a good time. And then Friday um, – what did we do Friday? We went out, out and about on Friday and Saturday. Hung up by the pool. Sunday, 4th of July, went over to hang out with Bryce and Macy, you know, the OG Section Fivers. Had some hot dogs, some corn, some uh, old glory drinks. A lot of fun, but pretty low key. Uh, just stay local, you know. How about you? Headed uh, headed down the shore. Uh, reunited with the with the Belmar crew. Um, you know, I I wasn't prepared for it. Um, I don't think there's much that you can do to prepare for it. Uh, hit DJs, hit Jenks. That was fun. Um, and just had a had a great time. Um, ran into Ryan Malik and Kevin Asante at Jenks in Point Pleasant. For those of you, a little, little hokey history there. That was great to, great to see both of them. Um, but yeah, headed back to Southern California on Tuesday. Uh, I know our, our buddy Grayson is in the midst of a move. Um, so he will be joining us next week. But <clears throat> without further ado, let's get into our three big things. And the three big things are brought to you by the hub in Blacksburg. Look, we can talk about it. All the time. Uh, it's mentioned in, you know, the Inc. 500, Wall Street Journal. They've done this before in different states. They're building in new states. Just an unbelievable living place. Uh, you can go to the hub on campus.com slash Blacksburg. Check out some of the pictures of their 
current residencies and the mock-ups of what it's going to look like. And if you want to go ahead and see it for yourself, it's located right on 1200 Snyder Lane in Blacksburg. Um, beautiful, beautiful place to live. And let them know that the Sons of Saturday sent you on the way. Pat, what is the first thing on our big three? First thing on the big three, this news dropped on Wednesday. Tyrese Radford has entered his name into the transfer portal. Now we know we know Tyrese Radford as a as a bulldog, right? He's he's one of the best power forwards in the ACC at six one. He's unbelievable. He's really one of the glue guys on this Virginia Tech basketball team. June thirtieth, he announces that he's hitting the transfer portal. You know, months after Jalen Cohn, Joe Bamisil uh, depart from Blacksburg. All I have to say is, what's going on here? What is going on here, Bill? What what are your what are your initial thoughts, initial questions, any hindrings? Like this is just kind of out of left field. I mean, this sucks. Tyrese Radford, six foot two, two hundred pounds, sophomore, um, plays extremely well for us. Again, a bulldog, um, a guy who's just kind of a fan a fan favorite, one of my favorites to watch play. Um, Averaged 12.2 points and 5.9 rebounds and 2.1 assists last year. Um, but here, here are the questions that I have um, from all of this. Uh, so Coach Young was on with us a couple weeks ago uh, and spoke pretty openly and pretty emphatically about the entire transfer portal uh, situation. I'm curious if he knew about this, if this was something that was coming down the pipe or if it was something that was discussed uh, previous, um, but uh, certainly, certainly frustrating. Um, and then uh, our buddy, Will Stewart pointed out some flags regarding his plea deal regarding the DUI, um, some public information that he was able to dig up. Um, so I'm, I'm, I, I don't know if that had that plays something into it or, or what have you. Um, next question is what young guy is going to step up to fill the void. A lot of people are saying, oh, well, there's this seven-footer in the transfer portal or, oh, like, I don't know how much time we're going to be able to have to find a replacement. <clears throat> there's not really anybody. I can't think of another player in college basketball that kind of fits his um, fits his description. Uh, his ability to be plugged in at any position, his ability to basically guard any position um, and just kind of help you out. If Kevin Aluma gets in foul trouble or your point guard gets in foul trouble or somebody just doesn't have it, you can really just plug him in um, and he's going to be able to, to carry you um, from a bunch of different standpoints. And also his, his ability to make those winning plays, diving on the ground, um, getting extra possessions, getting offensive rebounds, those Marcus Smart-esque plays, I like to call them. Um, this is a huge loss for the basketball team. There's really no way about it. No way around it. It also makes me wonder um, when are we going to find out what, what, what Bissabidi is doing? Does this affect what Bissabidi is deciding to do? Um, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how that is all figured out. Uh, things that I that aren't really questions, they're just like things that I wish that we would stop doing. Uh, tweeting at athletes following decisions like this um, at Hokie fan, you know, five, three, seven, you're not going to change his mind about what he's doing. So tweeting at him or getting angry at him doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Um, I don't think that, you know, it's, 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 it's fun to speculate and kind of think about it. And, Oh, I wonder why we're doing this. Um, speaking on it and claiming it as fact is just, it's just kind of dumb. doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, but the new rule, I guess, is in this version of college athletics, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, whatever, 
Um, you know, a couple of months ago, we're sitting back saying, oh man, we got this guy coming back, this guy coming back, this guy coming back. In 2021, you really can't chalk up uh, who on your roster is coming back, regardless of how much they play, regardless of how good the team is, and regardless of how fun everybody seems to be having, how much fun everybody seems to be having. This is just the, as as annoying as this term is, the new normal. Um, If you told me six months ago, Tyrese Radford and Jalen Cohn would be hitting the transfer portal, uh, I wouldn't have believed it. And here we are. All that said... I trust Mike Young to figure it out. We're adding Storm Murphy to the to the to the fold, um, but yeah, I mean this this sucks. Losing Tyrese Radford sucks. Yeah, it, it it honestly just doesn't really add up for me. I'm sure for a lot of people, especially for Coach Young and staff, really going to bat for him. You know, after he got in trouble, you have to think there's there's some piece of the puzzle that we don't really know about. Something's missing, um, but it doesn't it doesn't necessarily seem like a normal occurrence this isn't your this isn't your typical transfer portal uh you know entrance type guy most people enter their portal for very significant reasons being that they want to find more playing time they have an issue internally or externally with the school or with the university or with the staff but not necessarily like it, it looks like from what we know is that radford overcame that hurdle already in the season i mean he got to play after his issue with the law um, Bradford is from Baton Rouge. There's rumors about LSU. There's, I think I saw a rumor or two about Florida, but, um, you know, I, I think until we have more information here, it's not necessarily right to just go after a kid or, or speak, um, regarding, regarding the decision that he's making, but I don't necessarily think everything is, uh, is lining up here. I'm going to miss Tyrese. Yes. I know that. <laughs> that is a fact. Yeah, I could just get, get so many rebounds. Hit clutch shots. You know, one of the only guys on our roster who can drive. Um, but we'll see what happens. Keeping things here on the B ball wave with our three big three three big things. Number two, um, we'll start with basketball. Commitment. Our first commitment from the 2022 class. MJ Collins is a 6'2, 175-pound combo guard out of Rock Hill, South Carolina, uh, not too far from me. Uh, he committed on, on the 4th of July in the morning, so yesterday morning. And uh, this is a big get for Coach Young and the staff. Um, he's a top 150 recruit. Uh, he's the 134th ranked prospect in the 2022 class. And uh, went around, visited Wake Forest, visited Clemson, uh, visited East Tennessee, some of the local schools that you know aren't too far of a drive from him and his family and said that Virginia Tech and just the impression that it left on him and the coaching staff and uh, as far as accommodating his style of play was really the best fit and gave him the best feel and for what he was looking for. So big get for the staff, first commit of the 2022 class. And we'll move that into football here because we have a laundry list of football uh football commitments over first the of all week. shout out to matey who did a fantastic job uh breaking some of this down dropping some easter eggs matey knew matey knew but uh he was he was fantastic on last uh, on last week's episode always got to shout out our guy matey so in addition to mj collins and his commitment we also got a commitment from rashad pernell on the fourth of july now i don't know if this was a uh 
a tweet that was supposed to go out at 12 p.m., but went out at 12 a.m., but uh, Purnell announced his commitment around midnight on uh, on July 4th, the morning of July 4th. Purnell is a defensive end out of – is he a tackle? Purnell is a tackle, at, at least at 6'4", 250. It's got to look like he's a tackle. Uh, out of Highland Springs High School, the Springers – home of Macho Harris and Lauren Johnson and Derek Hopkins, a, a slew of uh, hokey history there for you. But Lauren Johnson is the head coach and Derek Hopkins is an assistant head coach. Both of them are Virginia Tech alumni. Highland Springs is one of the best, uh, the best football programs in Virginia at this point. And also Jabari Parker, who uh, you guys may be familiar with, um, is also on the Tech roster heading into this fall. So he joins Jabari Parker uh, for that Highland Springs pedigree there. But this is a big-time deal here that uh, Purnell is committing to Tech. He is the highest-ranked Virginia recruit in the boat so far. Uh, That gives us five of the top 35 Virginia um, prospects here from class of 2022. Uh, Purnell held some offers here from Boston College, Penn State, UVA, uh, Pittsburgh, and uh, a handful of other uh, G5 schools. Looking at some solid size here on the defensive line here. And we'll continue that momentum here into Kyrie Moyston. Uh, Kyrie also came in in the past week. He's a top 20 Virginia guy uh, from Suffolk, Virginia, defensive end commit, 6'4", 220. He had offers from Michigan State and Washington, um, which I guess notable considering both of them have made the college football playoff uh, over the last last decade here. Moisten has a really good relationship with Daryl Tapp. And timeout, let's just talk about – let's talk about how Daryl Tapp – sure, he he took a position in the NFL, left Virginia Tech, but he has been incredibly helpful and vocal and just the guy on Twitter, right? He's been involved. It's been really cool to see that he's kind of um, still been interacting with with multiple players on Twitter. And um, I don't know what his role is, if he has any other role than just kind of tweeting at folks. But to see him continuing to be involved and everything is just uh, it's pretty cool. Love to see it. Lots of fun there. Um, all over it. We love it. Tucker Holloway also committed this past week. 6'3", 178 pounds uh wide receiver out of andrews north carolina you might need to get uh that weight up that's that's my measurables um and i'm i'm definitely not uh a thick guy <laughs> i don't know what to say there <laughs> oh my god i mean you're right he definitely he definitely needs to beef up but i've been telling you for months to to slap on the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches but you haven't listened to me hopefully he listens uh, and starts eating some peanut butter. <laughs> Coach Hilgard will be uh, will be shoving peanut butter down his mouth. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, so six three one seventy eight. His other competing offer was Iowa State. Hearing good things about his speed. Um, I haven't been able to dig too much into Tucker Holloway's film, um, just because there's so many people committing to Tech. Daquan Wright. He committed. Uh, he committed last Monday. Big fella out of Georgia. He's like a wide receiver slash tight end, 6'4", 230. Can you play this year? Held offers from Georgia Tech, Memphis, UCF, and uh, joins Harrison St. Germain and Matt Hoffman uh, as the third tight end commit of the 2022 class. Mm. Mm. 
size. Big guys, 6'4", 6'4", 6'4", 6'3", across the board here uh, with these four commitments this last week. So where does that put us right now as far as from a rankings perspective? And granted, this is this is a fluctuant thing. You know, stars matter, what have you. A lot of these kids haven't even had a proper evaluation just because of COVID. But um, 22nd best class right now on 24-7. We have 16 commits um, with an average of just above uh, 85. Just to give you perception on what that means compared to last year's class, last year's 2021 rankings uh, across the board, Tennessee finished up ranked 22nd. They finished the year with a, uh, they signed 17 players. Six of those 17 were four stars. And then 11 three stars, and their average was rounded out in 88.57. So we're at just above 85 right now. If Tennessee's average was 88.57 with 17 guys in the vote at 22, you, know, you would think that we probably aren't tracking to be ranked in the top 25 right now, just because uh, you know we don't have any supplementary four stars. Our average is a little bit lower. Uh, however, with, with some time left to go here, and honestly, probably a very high rate of attrition uh, between now and, and signing day, just with how, how everything is now. Looking at guys like Gunnar Givens out of Lord Botetot, uh, Raymond or Ramon. I need to confirm if it's Raymond or Ramon. I think, I think Mateo was saying Ramon. Ramon Brown out of the 804, Bryson Jennings out of the 804, and then Cam Miller out of Florida. Those are probably four of our biggest targets right now. Now, Gunnar Givens is announcing his commitment on July 16th. Um, if we can land a handful of these guys, based on the trajectory that we're looking at right now, we could be comparable to Missouri of 2021, who finished uh, with the 27th overall ranked class, and they had two four stars and 23 overall commits for an average of 86.87. I would uh, love to finish in the top 30. That'd be great. Great. That'd be great. We uh, Thirty, we would uh, people would be really happy considering recruiting's been you know the biggest red flag of of the Fuente era over the last couple of years. I would say just to keep a couple things in mind, uh, keep in mind that some of these players, as you mentioned, may rise or fall uh, with the addition of new films. Some of these kids, you know, played two or three games um, total in their high school season last year, junior year, and sophomore year. Are the biggest evaluation years where twenty four seven and coaches get to evaluate these players. Um, I've mentioned on three podcasts in a row now. Size seems to be priority. Uh, I think this class has a chance to be large and with some flash at the top, uh, at the top, if we are able to land some of these other top recruits Uh, and getting these guys to campus is going to be paramount. Um, I think that we are in a really good spot where uh, we have a good home schedule. Uh, It's going to be wild. It's going to be pandemonium at these home games. And also we have some top, tier facilities to show off. Uh, and I think you're seeing the, <clears throat> I think you're seeing the impact of that. Um, and shout out to the recruiting staff and shout out to the players that are hosting kids on these visit visits. Uh, they're doing a good job. I love seeing guys like, like Terrell and Jaden Payute and some of these other guys tweeting, um, tweeting at recruits, getting guys excited. Um, uh, that stuff definitely does make a, make a difference. Um, but, uh, our third point, uh, Pat go on ahead and, uh, take us home with our third point. Okay, so Justin Hamilton came out on July 1st on Twitter and tweeted commit to grit or hashtag commit to grit. And I guess some folks were just like, oh, here we go again with grit or 
you know, we, I don't like that hashtag. We get a new hashtag and whatever. So, and, and just to, to zoom out here, hashtags, whether you like them or not, like they are an important part of identity. They're an important part of branding and, um, you know, the kids like it as far as like with graphics and, and, uh, you know, anything recruiting, they're going to commit to it. So he comes out and says, Hokie Nation, let's get it. Official, totally unofficial hashtag for VT football. If you choose, create your own, drop your original in the responses. Poll is up till July 4th because America. P.S. If you want to go sarcastic and or negative, I have a few days to match wits. <laughs> he says, hard, smart, tough. This is home. Commit to grit or create your own. So, you know, open forum, engaging Hokie Nation. People always say, we want to hear more from the coaches. We want more access. We want more interaction. So guess what? Justin Hamilton goes out there and says, hey, let me let me interact with the fans. You know, I, I got I got a few hours to kill. Um, let's let's kind of do some crowdsourcing here, see what they like. You know, 99 replies, 31 retweets, a ton of engagement on this, right? So then yeah, it turns out Fire Fuente, uh, you know, grit stinks, like this, that, and the other. And essentially it was just like Jham's trying to unify Hooky Twitter, and then all these people are kind of coming at him, uh, which is ironic because you know, when people com- have complaints about the program, it's that they're not getting enough access or not enough engagement with the coaches. So Jham comes back on July 2nd with a two-part tweet, multiple paragraphs addressing Virginia Tech football as a whole, saying, hey, Coach Beamer came in. He came in with a sinking ship, took him some time, turned it around, had some of the best years, you know, the best years in Virginia Tech football history. And then, you know, the last five, kind of addressing the last five years of Beamer's tenure that were not successful, or that last four-year stretch from 2012 to 2015, those four seasons. Essentially, Hamilton is saying, listen, this is, this is how we started. These were the highs. This is where we are now. Let's just come together for one year, one season. I care about this more than any of you guys. Um, you know, how, how, how can we just love Virginia Tech so much together and just be united? Not to mention also saying how he accepted <laughs> this whole thing was just a he accepted responsibility for how the for how the last few years went and accept and acknowledge that it's not what it should have been. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's just it, like you said, this whole thing is just kind of ironic. Um, fans get what they want uh, with some engagement from somebody who is part of the Beamer era. And then somebody and then all of the oh, my gosh, the pearl clutching where people are saying that somehow Coach Hamilton is disrespecting Coach Beamer's legacy, which is funny because he was a part of Coach Beamer's legacy and building it. Um, this is a former player, current coach and alumni of the school speaking about that school um and i mean you knew that people were going to come at him uh when he put the tweet out there but the fact that he was able to kind of have a dialogue back and forth um was pretty cool i i I love that he was willing to do that um 
but uh you know it's just uh it's it's kind of par for the course and uh i i know that the entire the entire way to look at it is until we have success and this year is is very big in the in the terms of where this program goes and what happens with the fan base but his ask is pretty simple it's you know let's unite behind these kids let's unite behind each other and try to have a great year together um and i think at the end of it he handled it as about as well as you can uh the guy loves virginia tech a lot uh he cares about being successful a lot um and um i i loved it um that that's pretty much all i really came away with it from he he doesn't have anything against Coach Beamer. I thought that I was just some of the some of the stretches and some of the just garbage that was being thrown out there was it, it was some serious Bikram yoga stretching going on. <laughs> I think I think at the end of the day, what Coach Ham is doing, he's trying to unite one of the most divided fan bases in the country. Um, that's a tough. That's, that's a tough. Ask. I don't know if we're one of the most. You, you, I don't know if we're one of the most divided. We're we're, we're it, it's because we're in it that we feel that way. But I mean, I think we're pretty divided. I I don't think it's one of the worst in the country. I mean, it's an it's an ugly scene. It's not great. I mean, the last the last couple of years hasn't been hasn't been fantastic. And I think he's a perfect. Like when I was when we were thinking about who was going to be the next defensive coordinator, on my wish list was look, Coach Coach Fuente, and not in a good way or bad way. Like he just doesn't have the same personality or the same outwardliness as a Coach Beamer. So you need to hire somebody who's going to be more of a spokesperson, more of a figurehead, more of speaking and being publicly available. And I think Coach Hamilton uh, is the perfect guy for that. And this was just one of the examples of him going ahead and doing that. Yeah, it's it's going to be an uphill battle when you come out on social media and knowing that you're going to have to you're going to have to face the music and just whether it's an anonymous account or whatever. Um, I appreciate what he did, and I appreciate that uh, he kind of is that guy who will go out and and be in public. And I guess we'll break some news here. He's coming on the podcast on the 18th. Uh, so, and I know he wants to address it too. I know he wants to talk about it. So. Um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll pull no punches about it. I'm, I'm so excited to have Jay Ham on. I've, uh, really, really grown to appreciate his, uh, his passion and his hard work that he's put in. So that will be a ton of fun and we can talk more about that then. So we'll finish it. We'll finish it up here, Bill. Shark these shout outs. What you got? Yeah. Uh, I got a couple, uh, shout out Evan Massengill. He took on New York city. Um, by all accounts on his Instagram story, the dude was out there engaging in the culinary arts and eating some good food. So shout out to him. Um, great pizza, great bagels, great everything. I want to shout out Ryan Malik, Kevin Asante at Jenks, Jersey Shore. Uh, for my money, it is the best shore above the Mason-Dixon line. Um, you know, Jersey Shore, extremely underrated. Um, for those <laughs> naysayers, you can kick rocks. Um, but shout out to Asante and Matt. Great seeing you guys. Shout out to John J. Glock McLaughlin for getting engaged this weekend. Um, shout out to you. Happy for you. And then the last one, shout out to the Finn and Mitchell family reunion uh, this past week. Got together with uh, with Mr. and Mrs. Finn uh, and Kathleen. Got together, ate some, <clears throat> ate some za at uh, Reservoir Pizza. We waited about 40 minutes to get in. Uh, Mr. Finn was... was um, was very set on eating reservoir pizza and it was definitely worth it. Um, but really, really cool. Loved seeing them. And Pat, you got to join us next time. I know I definitely need to join. Shout out to everyone who enjoyed the 4th of July. I don't have too many shout outs here. Um, hopefully I can hit the ball straight 
uh, off the tee today, going to play some golf later. And I uh, hope everyone got to enjoy some fun in the sun this weekend. We are going to kick things into uh, Kennedy Lynch, who we'll be sitting down with for a few minutes here. Uh, came out on Twitter, I guess it was Twitter and Instagram, as the first Virginia Tech barstool athlete. Uh, name, image, likeness all dropped on July 1st. I'm sure this is going to be a huge pressing topic uh, in the world of college sports over the next few years. Definitely will change the landscape of college athletics. Um, so we're, we're excited to have her on, ask her some questions, understand what, uh, what it's been like, you know, getting, uh, getting some recognition and, and some exchange for the name, image, and likeness of college athlete. So enjoy. Plug in and enjoy. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Sons of Saturday. Uh, today, we are excited to bring on uh, one of our favorite, one of our favorite, uh, representative from one of our favorite teams at Virginia Tech, uh, the Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team. Uh, today, we are excited to interview Kennedy Lynch, a uh, midfielder at Tech. Uh, Kennedy transferred to Virginia Tech before the 2021 season uh, from Maryland, where she did win a national championship with the Terrapins. Um, and then recently we saw uh, over the past couple of days that Kennedy became a barstool athlete, uh, one of the first barstool athletes here uh, with the new name, image and likeness uh, rules here from the NCAA. So before we get all into that, uh, Kennedy, welcome to the Sons of Saturday. How are you today? Thank you. I'm doing well, you know, early morning, but <laughs> happy to be here. Kennedy's all the way on the West Coast up at uh, 10.07 this morning, I think, if my math is yes. correct. What, uh, what brings you out to L.A.? You have an internship. Uh, what, what are you doing this summer? Yeah, I'm working with a, a PR company. Um, it's an unpaid internship, so I've actually been able to – I'm only working three days a week, so I'm actually coaching on my off days, which has been pretty good so that I can you – know. Not a bad gig. Well, let's kick it off right now with uh, with athletics. Um, we'd be remiss not to mention that there is a new coach, uh, Coach Skira, uh, for the Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team. Would love to know, have you met her? What have you guys talked about? What has that whole transition been like um, with the new coach for the, for the program? Um, yeah, I mean, she kind of came in pretty suddenly. So I know she's been really busy. We haven't really had a ton of one-on-one -on -one interaction with her as a whole team. Um, I know she's kind of just in the process of, you know, figuring out who's coming back, who's not coming back, getting in transfers and things like that. So we haven't really had any, um, team time with her, but I'm sure that we'll get kicking early this fall. And looking back at your freshman campaign, I know that, uh, you missed a season due to injury. Um, but just what did you learn? Who are some of the people that you got close with you learned from, and what did you take away from this, uh, 2021 season in Blacksburg? Um, you know, I, uh, I transferred in as a junior, so I'm a rising senior this year. Um, obviously with COVID, you know, I, I'll get that year back. And then this year was certainly a learning opportunity. You know, my freshman year, I didn't play at Maryland. I didn't get much playing time. Um, sophomore year, I was redshirting anyway to transfer. Um, coming in at Virginia Tech, I think that it was, you know, it was a, it was a blessing in disguise getting hurt, you know, because... I was able to migrate into the, in my environment a lot easier and, you know, just really get to form a lot more relationships as you know, Taylor Kasky, um, who you guys know, well, I was able to like create a really strong friendship with her just because we both had season ending injuries. And so 
you know, it was a blessing in disguise as much as I would have loved to play this season. Cool. So then moving right along into your, uh, into the NIL, which is a completely new world, uh, for college athletics. First and foremost, what is your major at Virginia tech? Uh, public relations, public relations. And what do you want to do professionally when you do end up uh, graduating from tech? Um, probably working PR for a corporation or an agency. Um, I've dabbled with the idea of going to law school and looking into doing corporate law. But, um, you know, through this internship, I'm just kind of like now figuring out exactly what I want to do and where that focus wants to go. Awesome. So when you find out about the NIL and the, uh, and that at the beginning of July, this would all change, how did you kind of think about this opportunity? What pro- who, who all did you reach out to and how did you reach out? How did you position your value add um, to Barstool Sports? Yeah, so I didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind when it was legalized for, for athletes to use name, image, and likeness to profit off of. I, um, I know, what was it, like June 30th, it had been officially announced that July 1st, you were going to be able to use your name, image, and likeness. And so it hadn't even crossed my mind. I didn't even know that it was actually legalized until I saw a friend actually sent me the story of Dave Portnoy. And she was like, this is something you would totally get into. And I was like, oh, awesome. And I've actually, I DM'd Dave a while back on Instagram and he responded. And so as soon as he posted that, I shot him another DM and I was like, I'm a division one athlete. Like I'm blinking at you. Cause that's kind of what he said. He was like, if you're a division one athlete, blink at me and we'll sponsor you basically. And so I just shot him a DM and he responded and he was like, you're in just uh, send us a picture of you and we'll post it. And I was like, oh, okay, awesome. And then I, I get a DM back and he's like, uh, it's like Dave Portnoy mentioned you in his story. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like <laughs> <laughs> my phone starts like, and I'm at work too, mind you. And my phone just starts blowing up. My, my Instagram's going crazy. And so it kind of was pretty organic. Like I wasn't, I didn't even realize that smaller sports like lacrosse, like women's lacrosse of all the sports, you know, are going to be benefactors of this new rule. How many, uh, how, how has your following on these social media platforms grown from before it was, uh, on a story till after? Yeah. I mean, I had like 2,400 followers and now I'm up to like 6,000. So I, I near, I nearly tripled. I'm approaching tripling my, my following just from one Instagram story, which is pretty funny. Now, what it because you were like the third, I think you were the third one. I know mm-hmm. it was um and it was a volleyball player from like Albuquerque State or something or New Yeah. Or no, I think it was Arkansas State. And then I think the second one, I don't remember, but I saw you as the third one. And yeah. so what exactly does that entail? I know that they're giving out like barstool specific branded athlete t-shirts and a couple other things, but what exactly like are your main perks other than, you know, cloud on social media, which is a thing these days and yeah, but uh, yeah, I guess like, what are the cool, cool aspects of it? Yeah. So I actually had that exact same question after that kind of, after everything started blowing up, I was like, what does this even mean? You know, like being a barstool athlete, it seems like everybody's now signing up for it. Um, but he actually sent out an email with a bunch of details regarding it. He said, you know, obviously that kind of developed over 24 hours. So they didn't even have all the answers for it. But, um, essentially what he's saying is that there's just power in numbers. So trying to get every athlete, some kind of perk. 
as long as they're affiliated with Barstool. And so what I had just kind of thought from the beginning was it's like a mutually beneficial partnership almost with Barstool and the athletes so that we can have access to their platform and then they have access to our platform. And that's exactly how he explained it in the email that he sent out to some of the athletes is that they stay relevant and then we can get some kind of perks. And those exact perks is something that he's trying to work on right now. I know um, Dave has a call with Chipotle on Tuesday. So he's going to try and see if he can do athlete cards for um, just the student athletes to see if we can get some kind of deal. What he's thinking is leaning towards like getting free Chipotle for the rest of your college career, which is just something that's, you know, like a nice benefit of just being an athlete. Nice. You know? That's an awesome benefit. That's yeah. Great. Right. <laughs> I, know, I know Billy Ray is pretty jealous right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty jealous too. Um, yeah. I know. Like, I think Dave put it out there. He was like, essentially what we're doing here is we're building something and we are completely building the plane as it's flying. But like, you know, mm-hmm. that just with his, with his marketing ab- uh, ability, it's going to be, it's going to be really cool. And it's going to be a right. takeover. Um, yeah. Now, since you climbed aboard, I know that Zach Hoban got on. I know Storm Murphy. I think Terrell Smith is on with Barstool as well. Have you chatted with them at all about it? Or uh, yeah, I mean, I have a couple a couple athletes from Virginia Tech have reached out to me, and they're just like, "What does this even mean?" And um, like literally this morning, somebody was like, "What is this?" And so I just forwarded them over the email. I was like, "This is this is all I know right now." Um, and they're like, "All right, sign me up. Like free free Barstool gear, and then." some other perks that that are in the works, obviously, like regardless of what it is, I think that it's just going to serve as a a marketing middleman almost. So, you know, you get a post on a page that has 175,000 followers. Well, now after obviously Dave posted my profile, Barstool Athletics posted my profile, I have different brands reaching out to me wanting to do uh, ambassadorships, partnerships, sponsorships, things like that. And so it's just, I think everybody has a lot of questions as to what it means and and I'm just like any person that asks, I'm like, why not sign up for it? What is it going to do? You know? So as you look at this opportunity, the free gear is cool, right? Mm-hmm. The free Chipotle is cool. How are you looking at this opportunity to grow your brand where it's going to have a meaningful impact after you graduate? Um, whether that's from a social media sp- uh, standpoint, what are kind of your personal goals um, as you approach this partnership or other partnerships that you may come into contact with in the future? Yeah, of course. You know, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what my goals are, um, through all of this, you know, I'm a PR major. So right now for me, it's, it's actually really helping that this internship is actually helping me because I'm kind of working with my own image management. Right. And I'm, I'm kind of trying to learn what it all means and how to actually build a brand. And so goal wise, I mean, I, as much as I'd like to, you know, make money off of what the hard work that I put in behind the scenes and things like that, it's kind of just a learning opportunity more so than anything. Um, at the end of the day, you know, it is women's across. It doesn't have a huge fan base, but if brands are willing to, you know, work with the athletes and help, you know, spread the game, that's even another benefactor that can come as a part of it. That's awesome. And then the million dollar question that everybody kind of has, uh, about this entire thing, how have you, the athletic department, your peers, how are you going to both, or how, is there some sort of way that you're talking about maximizing the opportunity at hand uh, with different sponsorships while also excelling on the field and in the classroom? Yeah. Um, I saw a great 
somebody made a comment the other day on Instagram. I saw it on somebody's story saying, you know, like you should not be approaching brands. And I mean, as much as you can be, it might just serve as a distraction to you. You know, you need to work hard on the field enough so that brands want to sponsor you, not that you want to be sponsored by brands. And so I think that that's one good motivator, uh, you know, for student athletes trying to learn through this entire process, what it all means, you know, is just trying to stay focused on like what your priority is at hand, because, you know, this NIL is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. So just jumping at opportunities to just get your name out there is great and all, but it's like, it can serve as a distraction too. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that answered the question, but if you want me to elaborate. Okay. And I'm sure this has a lot to do with kind of the, the question that you just answered, Kennedy, but um, the jumpstart program that's going to be, you know, enabled for all the student athletes at Virginia Tech, I'm sure a lot of your future and all athletes, all student athletes future with NIL is going to be positively impacted by the jumpstart program. Um, as far as your, your feelings on jumpstart, have you gotten any, any of that yet as far as like um, what the jumpstart's going to look like, or is that not until you get back on campus in the fall? Um, I'm really not sure. I know we got an email from athletics the other day from like compliance, kind of explaining the protocol and what you need to go through. If, if a brand does approach you about sponsorships, we're using the uh, app called influencer which we've used for a while to get to go through all of our media stuff. So like if we have like a photo shoot or something, all of our stuff is posted through there. I'm not 100% sure. Cause I'm still figuring it out myself. And I think compliance is still figuring out these, all the hurdles and things that you need to get by. Um, so, you know, to be honest, I'm sure I'll probably learn more as I have these conversations with the compliance people and things like that. So I'm not really sure what the jumpstart program will look at or look like. So that's all we have regarding the NIL and the athletics. Uh, we'll wrap it up here with, uh, we have a couple rapid fire questions for you. Just the first thing that pops in your mind, what your answer is. And then a couple questions uh, submitted by listeners. I'll kick off rapid fire. What is your favorite television show? Oh, how to get away with murder. How to get away with murder. Okay. Mm-hmm. Favorite movie. Lion King. Okay. I like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. what, is on, what is on the pregame playlist? Oh, like my choice or your the choice. Team's choice? My choice. I love rap. I'm an avid rap listener. I love anything wow. by Gunna. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, random, but. And then you mentioned Chipotle. What's your yeah. Chipotle order when you go in? Are you uh, like, you like tacos? You get the burrito bowl. Burrito. Who gets ta- Dude, who gets? Ta- I, I have yet to see. No, who gets tacos? Right? Who does that? I'm not saying <laughs> I do. I'm not saying I do. <laughs> you get tacos at Chipotle? I didn't. I've never seen anybody order it ever. I don't know. I don't. I'm sorry uh, for even bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, uh, I, Kennedy, what's your order? I used to be a burrito, uh, burrito bowl girl, but. You know, one or two bad experiences with that burrito bowl, and it just doesn't sit well with me. So I love the uh, quesadilla now. Their new quesadilla is yeah. so good. Wow, so that's good. that's yeah. maybe even rarer than the uh, than the taco. Okay, I apologize. I don't know. <laughs> I apologize for the taco. Uh, you can see one artist in concert. The new at the Newcastle Coliseum. You get to pick who the artist is. Who do you want to see? Travis Scott. Travis Scott. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. <laughs> favorite place right. favorite place to eat in Blacksburg? Benny's. 
Ben. Oh, Benny. I love oh. Bennies. Yes. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't do. I can't do the Bennies. I can't, I'm not. A, not. Not a huge. We're from New Jersey, so our standards are a little. Are a little. Fair high. enough. Fair enough. So. Um, letters to the lunch pail. Uh, I guess we can incorporate this last one into it. I'm not sure if you've been to Sharky's before, but letters to the lunch pail mm-hmm. brought to you by Sharky's. What is your go-to order at Sharky's? Oh, I like chicken nuggets, chicken fingers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we have two letters from the lunch pail. First one is from Grant Watson. What is one, this contradicts your rule. So I'm going to change the question a little bit. It says, what is one go business ahead. you would like to partner with to get free food for a year. So I'll say you go out, you score hundred goals in your first two weeks. Which one do you want to be approach, approached by for free food in Blacksburg? Oh, Benny's. Oh man. Wow. Why not? Or Benny. Starbucks. I mean, does it have to be I mean, only... You, you can do Starbucks too. Don't you want some Starbucks. variety in the menu? Starbucks. We'll put, we'll put some variety in there. I'll get free Starbucks. <laughs> okay. 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 Um. All right. And then I saw this. On your Hokie Sports bio, William Henry Harrison. Oh, God. <laughs> very great grandfather. So yes. I'm going to ask you right now, Are you is Ancestry.com and 23andMe also reaching out for some uh, some sponsorship opportunities? No, no, what, they're not. <laughs> no, okay. They took my bio. Well, okay. So at Maryland, we had to, they took us, they asked us like a fun fact question that they were going to put in our bio. And I'm like, I don't have any fun facts. So I just put that. And I, wait, so is it true then, though? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like you didn't have a fun fact. So you made no, that, no, no, that no, would no, be no. a fun fact to make up. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Yeah. So they he, plagiarized your Maryland bio? I don't want to say plagiarism, but I don't want to throw that word out there. That's what it sounds like. I don't know. We're going to have to put, uh, we're going to have to do some, what is it called? The cliff, not the cliff notes, work cited. We got to get a work cited. Right. Um, wow. This was great. Kennedy. Thank you so much. Um, looking forward to it. Definitely try some different pizza in Blacksburg. Uh, there are several several other options. Um, (laughs) now we're, we're giving them a tough time. Uh, but thank you so much for your time. Best of luck with everything uh, and excited for this upcoming lacrosse year. Of course, me too. Thank you so much. It's time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. Love, she said it.